nearly live from the Legends Lounge, the Full House Monk Breton, Barnsley. This is on the Pontiend.com, the podcast. Hi there, this is Wilkie, and this is on the Pontiend.com, the podcast again. Thanks very much for coming back to us. Um, thanks ever so much for, for, for sending us your views and opinions on the last two editions. Um, as always, if you'd like to get involved, please contact us at podcast at onthepontyend.com. You can find us also on Twitter. Just get on there and look for On The Ponty End, or perhaps you could even visit the blog. And that's onthepontyend.com. In the meantime, this week, Mick and Paul join me once again uh, where we talk about um, what Patrick Cryan has to say about Simon Davy. Um, we also reveal, according to one national newspaper, who might be the next person in the hot seat. Um, and finally, Mick the Landlord gives us his fashion tips. Yes, that's right. Mick gives us his fashion tips, and that's all here on OnThePontyEnd.com, the podcast. This is OnThePontyEnd.com, the podcast. We're back here at the Legends Lounge again here at uh, the Full House at Monk Breton. Um, delighted that uh, both Paul and Mick are with us again. Evening, fellas. Hello. Evening. Um, I think, first of all, if we all count to three and then uh, let out a huge sigh of relief. You ready? One, two, three. Ah. <sighs> right, let's get us course. We'll go home now. Told you all along. <laughs> Told you all along, our confidence. You just won't listen to me. Too right, Mick. Too it's right. You said, though, that this won't be the game, didn't you? Yeah. That's right. I wish I'd been that confident. I mean, the whole week leading up to it, um, Mr. Mutt were doing somersaults. The fact that we had to wait until Sunday to actually finally get the, you know, the result that we'd all been looking for mm. was just almost a step too far for me, really. And I think uh, I was sat here in the full house Sunday afternoon, Mick one side of the room, me at the other, and then suddenly Norwich were 2-0 down. And I think at that point it started to sink in that uh, we could do it. We drew level and went on to, to win 2-1 and, and here we are. I went to Lincolnshire, me and I were walking in the woods. Didn't know, not until <laughs> 5 o'clock. Great. Right. ticket. Decade. If I'd have known what scores were at the time, I'd have. <laughs> no, especially when we were one nil, one nil down. No, I mean, I mean, we had, we we had we had it on big screen. Soccer Sunday with Jeff Stelling, who I think is my he's my hero. He's a god. Yeah. What he doesn't know about football is unbelievable. But um, there were there were Liverpool fans coming in saying, "Can you put the Liverpool match on? Are you having to pray? <laughs> <laughs> no chance." <laughs> so, <laughs> would you say Would you say it's been a, just a relief? Um, I mean, have other Barnsley fans have been speaking to you about, you know, their feelings following match? I mean, does that kind of sum it up for everybody? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it so. is a relief. I just don't want it to happen again. That, mm. You know, we cannot keep going on like this because um, eventually we're going to fall that, through that chapter and that's going to be it. So let's get something sorted out mm-hmm. for next season. Some big clubs have gone down though, haven't they? <clears throat> you know, you, you like see Norwich's, your Charlton's and your Southampton's probably three of the bigger clubs you know out of that league this season you know I mean certainly we don't have uh, you know any right to, to belong in that division it's clearly been demonstrated by those that have gone down but uh, you know do you think we're being realistic in the fact that uh, you know we should have survived this season and to be quite quite honest we were disappointed mm-hmm. to, to go down to that last game is that realistic? I think over 40 odd games right mm-hmm. if you don't finish in that bottom three you deserve to stop up yeah you know but it's getting too near you know it's happening yeah it will bad you know, and you think is it going to happen again you yeah. know we don't want it to happen again mm-hmm. you know and every season I'm fed up with looking at what fixtures are on counting up who can get this points who can get that you know if you get that predictor thing now can't you, you can get on yeah and I'm yeah. sweated <laughs> I mean historically 
Uh, Barnsley have spent more time in the second tier of English football than any other football team. Yeah. So I think it's only fair and proper that we expect that we should we should finish at least mid-table. I think we're good enough. I think that's what the fans deserve. Yeah. And I think that's what we should be looking for next season. OK. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on the season as a whole? I mean, we've survived. I mean, I suppose now from, from the doom and gloom that we might have been feeling last week, we might be able to look on, look back on some highlights. I mean, for me in particular, obviously doing uh, you know the double derby victories over mm. both uh, Doncaster and Sheffield Wednesday were good for me, just just for local pride. And mm. uh, not forget the fact that we've beaten Burnley twice, uh, and Burnley are there in the final shake-up, you know, now for the playoffs, and and have got to be seen as one of the favourites there to to maybe go up through through the playoffs this season. We, we've certainly got the metal. I mean, is there anything you know that we can take out this season that's been positive? Probably, yeah, because you know, against certain sides and that, we've looked we've looked marvellous. You know, yeah. we've looked we've looked good. Mm-hmm. Even when we've lost games, we've looked good. Yeah, you know, it's just been that finishing job uh-huh. and defending, which is <laughs> which, which is, is all sort about, of fundamental things. Making me say, kick a ball, kick it. You can't score, you know, and you can't defend. You're going to be in trouble. And tactics, obviously. I mean, the players can only do what the manager tells them to do. Sometimes they do it well, sometimes they don't, and. Usually, if they don't, that's when we usually get hammered. But, no, uh, I think uh, I'd agree with that one, Mick. I mean, today, um, fantastic stories uh, come out on local radio uh, with BBC Radio Sheffield, literally in the last hour before we've actually sat down and started recording this. Clearly, the news is going to be probably be a day old by the time you know the podcast gets released, but uh, uh, Patrick Crine making a very strong comment about Simon Davy and his position at the club, um, saying that Davy must justify having the Barnsley job next season. What do you think? I don't know how he's going to do it, I'll be honest. I can't see what he's, what's he going to say. Right, I'll, I'll buy some, I'll get some more loan players, I'll buy another big striker that's absolutely useless. Um, you know, <laughs> what's he going to do? How's he going to justify it? I, I, I can't see how he can. Yeah. I mean, Simon Davin, in terms of um, what he's come out and said, he's, he said last month that he still had the total support of uh, Patrick Crine. I've seen other reports on, you know, places like Sky News, where he said that he's been extremely supportive of him in his role when he's needed a loan player. He's supported him when he's needed to look at the transfer market. Supported him. I think Simon Davies certainly had the support, um, but Barnsley chairman Patrick Crine has told manager Simon Davies that he'll have to justify his role if he wants to keep his job. I think one of the the main things that came out of the report, and again, this is all down to what's come out of Radio Sheffield, is that. Uh, uh, to paraphrase maybe something that, that Crine had said, he says uh, that Simon David needs to get a bit of uh, coal dust in his DNA. Mm. That maybe we've heard too much about him being a Welshman, maybe having played for Swansea, blah, blah, blah. And I think Patrick's come out and said, but I'm not bothered. I want to know what you're going to do for Barnsley. Yeah. Mm. Um, has that statement surprised you? Did you think that, that Simon David might you know, find himself quite easily in the job next season? I, th- I must admit, after this last few games of the season, and with Mark now managed to stop up yeah. I thought that's it he's, he's managed to get another season here with us uh-huh. or start next season uh-huh. you know and see how it goes that way uh-huh. and, and then with hearing this what's happened I thought maybe I, I think, who knows I think Patrick Grind's um, hedging his bets a little bit here I think he's I mean obviously we'll talk about it later the season ticket prices have gone down but I think he's worried mm-hmm. that people are going to hold back buying season tickets until they see what's going to happen. Few people I've spoke to have said that. At least half a dozen that I've spoke to have said that they're not getting a season ticket 
if Mr Davies is uh, still in charge next season. At least half a dozen. Being slightly cynical here though, I mean, you know, rather than this just being a ploy to sell season tickets, if it's not backed up by, by real action, anyone that's bought a season ticket that still finds Davy in charge, you're only building up, you know, any bad feeling that, that potentially is already building in the club. So I can't see it being purely a marketing ploy. Mm. That the, There might be something behind that, more in terms of practical levels of, you know, make, making Simon Davis sing for his supper. And by goodness, it sounds like he's got a very hard job in front of him. Just to, just to bring you into to probably a few other things that were actually said, um, apart from, um, again, as he told BBC Radio Sheffield, he's got to make a persuasive case to me why he should stay in charge. Um, he also said he then needs to take that case out and explain it to the wider fan base. Um, Crying added, I want to hear more about what his plans are for Barnsley Football Club. And that he also said that will be a key issue in our discussions and whether he's got that ability to build a rapport with our fans. Um, as you've said, mate, you know, maybe he's distancing himself for Davy uh, and putting the onus on him now to, to bond with the fans. Um, if he doesn't, will he have to go because of that? Yeah, I think it's too late. It, it, you know, again, historically, once you've lost it with the fans, you you never get it back. It never comes back. Once they get into you, that's it. Mm -hmm. You might as well just walk away or ride off into the sunset or whatever. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think you'll get it back. I think probably another thing that came out of it as well, which is disappointment is probably not the right word at the moment, but, you know, Patrick talked about being a supporter of the club for 50 years and... Uh, and to be fair, he described it as this, this season being the most miserable one he's had in charge. Um, I think he's pleading with the fans a little bit to, to understand the pressures that he's under um, and that although he's been the benefactor of the club, um, he's got his own family, he's got his own lad that pops along to matches with him. He's only 15 years of age. And, and I think Patrick feels as though he's missing out on being a fan of Barnsley Football Club. Mm. Do you feel at any stage there's been any um, angst between the supporters and Patrick Crine? As a personality? Not personally, no. Not uh, I've never heard that, and I certainly uh, want to thank Mr. Crime for everything he's done. Uh, you know, he's done everything in his power. Uh, you know, it's not his fault. He's set Davy on, and he's just not done the job. But uh, mm -hmm. no, I'm fully behind uh, Patrick Crine and long may he reign. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do so. Yeah, he's done more than enough, hasn't he? Um, I mean, I think Delia came out this week, and when Norwich went down, I think she she, she virtually came out and said, "Look, if somebody else wants to come in." then, then I'd, I'd gladly welcome at the club because I'm hurting as much as anyone else. And I think Patrick, to a certain degree, said very similar things. I don't think he's comfortable in his position, uh, but he also states a, a clear fact and one that I agree with, which is no one else in the town has come in with the money to support the club the way that he has. Um, mm -hmm. And I do genuinely believe that as a, as a man and mm -hmm. as, a, as, a, as a family, mm -hmm. they've probably taken on more than could be expected of them given the fact that they've kept this club alive. And done a lot more than I expected. Yeah. Um, as he said, if someone would come in and give uh, the freedom that perhaps he might want to take, mm. then there might be might be an handshake on that. I, for one, would be sorry to see him go because yeah. it's important to have somebody at the helm that's got his passion. Um, just concerned that if, mm. if, 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 if the fan's passion um, in some way makes him feel uncomfortable... Then I'm sorry to hear that anyway. Mm, yeah, um, I, I don't true. think that's particularly fair at all. Mm. Um, just in terms of uh, those people listening tonight, you know, we'd love to hear your response to, to many of the comments that, that, that Patrick Crine's made. As always, you can contact us at podcast at onthepontien.com. Uh, perhaps you don't know this, but you can also join us on Twitter. Just have a look around on Twitter for On The Pontiend. 
there we are, get in touch with us, or possibly visit the bar. <laughs> Where did the water come from, Mick? <laughs> visit the blog, which is on the pontien.com, and, and just make any comments on any articles or, or click any links to, to contact us over there. Um, today, lads, there's um, some newspaper reports in, in numerous publications suggesting that uh, John Sheridan's in line to be the next manager. What's your take on that? I think if there's half a chance that David might be going, I, th- I think there's always going to be names popping up, all right. different types of names and stuff, you know, right? And certainly, you know, managing our to work, and I think there'll be a few thrown up, uh-huh. you know. So there's no names popped up yet that, that uh, takes my fancy. I'll be honest. Um, I mean, obviously, Kirbyshly, but whether he'd want to come or not, I, I very much doubt. But there are some good good managers out there. There's uh, a John Sheridan's concerned. I don't really know what his credentials are. Has he has he done anything with anybody? Has he got well, a promoted? Last at, Old, last at Oldham, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, before yeah. Joe Rolls come in, and uh, I think lost his job due to uh, quite a bizarre run of uh, results, where Oldham looked as though there were certs, certainly for the playoffs, possibly automatic place, and then it was a disastrous run of form, almost uh, the sort of form that, that, that that's always. Um, you know, change management to our current predicament at the moment. Mm. Well, I think Thordeson were, were got rid of, and I think the next person were Richie, mm. where we've been yeah. flying high, then all of a sudden results just weren't going our way. Um, I've also heard that uh, he's great mates with uh, another old hero of ours, which is Redfern. Right. And, and maybe people are putting <coughs> two and two together thinking John Sheridan's without a job. Great mates with Redfern, bringing Redfern mm. back into Barnsley. There's the heartbeat back in Barnsley Football Club. Mm. Um, you could just imagine them on the touchline, <coughs> couldn't you? The entire opposite to what Mr. Davies like. And mm-hmm. They would be ranting and raving, and they'd have to put a fence around that little box that stops them <laughs> going up pitch. Otherwise, <laughs> is that a bad not. thing? No, exactly. Well, this is what the fans <laughs> want to see. You know, if the fans get angry, they want to see that uh, that the manager's getting angry at the performance and he's, he's shaking his fist at him and you know beating yeah. his chest and saying, "Come on." Yeah, I think it's nice to see forward. your manager losing it a bit, you know. Of course it is. It's what the fans like to see. <laughs> so it wouldn't necessarily be a bad choice? No, I don't think so. Um, I'd, I'd like to have a look and see what else is out there, but, mm-hmm. you know, two, two great uh, players wear their hearts on their sleeves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, should be good. What about another local manager? Absolutely. Again, I think um heard on the grapevine today that Port Vale have made an approach for him. No. Now, if Port Vale think they're a, they're a big enough club for Paul Ince, the mm. Barnsley. Can't we? Mm. Um, another one's another local manager who's done, I think, an outstanding job in, in quite incredible circumstances, Mike Robbins mm. at Rotherham. Yeah, yeah. Good pedigree, X Man U player. Yeah. Played under Ferguson, I think. They did, yeah. Um, and, and then, into yeah, and like so many other players have gone on to do <clears throat> quite successful coaching or, or, or management jobs, and uh, particularly as Rotherham you know, started the season. In a brand new stadium, um, away from Rotherham, actually, you know, yeah. away from the home, and, and and given the sort of points deficit, I think he's done an incredible job down yeah. there. Would you welcome somebody from the lower leagues that's, that's been doing a decent job? Remembering, you know, Steve Parkin came from Rochdale. We've we've gone down that road before; it didn't work yeah. out. Would that be something that you think the fans would be happy with? I'm not sure. I, th- I think, you know, with Simon Davy again coming up from youth coach and all that sort of stuff. I think people now might want people that I've talked to. They want a more, you know, experienced manager. Okay. But it's getting one in. 
you know, will, will come, you know, yeah. an exper- experienced one. How'd you get this feeling that Mick started selling jelly deals up here and that he ain't got a customer yet to eat them? So, <laughs> this thing about Kirbishley, what, what, what appeals to you about Alan Kirbishley? He's been there, he's done it, and he, he's a great manager. He's a good manager. Well, plus, he's got his contacts, you know. I mean, I'm sure he, he, he's, he's got every Premiership manager's phone number in his mobile phone. I yeah. don't think Mr. Davy has. <clears throat> But, I mean, again, going back to sort of Patrick's interview, he does, does talk about that his feeling is that the network that the club's got with other players and other clubs has actually improved under Davey. Mm. And not everything he said has been entirely negative. I think he goes out of his way to say that he felt it had been the wrong decision to have got, got rid of Simon at any stage this season, even when we thought things weren't going our way and that, you know, we were facing certainty in terms of relegation. He feels that there's a number of players at the club that entirely back Simon Davey. He doesn't want to see an exodus um, that, in his opinion at this stage, to have actually made that decision at any stage other than through practical discussions now would have actually weakened the club. Mm. So, in, in, in that respect, you know, I think you know, he's brought a lot of good to the club as, as well as the fact that we're in a position at the moment where we believe there's quite a lot of distance between Simon Davey. I, th- I think we've got some good players at the club, there's no doubt. You mm-hmm. know, there's some good footballers down there. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's just that, you know, like I said, we've sometimes played people off path and has played as well as anybody in top half of the division, but not got results. Sure. I mean, in terms of uh, those people listening at the moment, I think um, if you hear anything, certainly any sort of transfer rumours, any speculation, particularly as far as the management team's concerned, coaching staff or anything else happening, we'd love to hear about it, you know, hear about your views. Um, but also the fact that Barnsley, irrelevant of, of, of who's coming in at the moment or irrelevant of the manager that's going to be there next season, have already, already lost three players that we've been getting used to the last quarter of the season. Mm. Um, today, uh, Mifsud went back to Coventry, yeah. along with Hamill to Liverpool, and uh, Timurian back to, I think, his current club's Fulham. Yeah. Um, well, let's go through them one at a time. I mean, um, Michael Mifsud had a magnificent season at Coventry where I think he even scored against... Uh, Man United twice at Old Trafford and we're making quite a name for himself as a, as a pace little striker and then things just didn't seem to go right for him down at Coventry and, and, and at the time I thought we were quite fortunate to bring him in on loan mm. I think we'd be going after him on a permanent basis has he lived up to his billing? I don't think so actually but I don't entirely blame him um, he is only a small striker mm-hmm. and there's no height there's nothing to feed off he's got nobody to take the pressure off him so that he can find space is, is just consistently running up and down the pitch uh, and I felt sorry for him in a way that, uh, that he, he didn't really get any help at all I agree Mick yeah there's times when we play, he's been playing against a big you know six foot seven ten and a half they just bullied him, him and they've been pumping balls up, up in the air to him yeah which is ridiculous you know he wants it on the floor mm-hmm. so a better service for that and he might, he might do a lot better yeah. Are the similar players to Mifsud? I mean, in ter- talking in terms of his his, his IT stature, that they do actually have a successful role up front in the Championship. Is it harder to be that kind of striker in a league such as the Championship? Diminutive. 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 Yeah. You need somebody to bounce off. For me, if, uh, when you're that small, you need yeah. somebody six foot yeah. tall yeah. to play alongside you. Like Chelsea did years ago, but mm. Ronaldo lads, wasn't it? With Kenny Dixon and. Uh, what? <laughs> I've got his name. Speedy. Yeah. Speedy. You know, yeah. right? I mean, you know, <clears throat> he was a smart lad. Yeah. But we carried Dixon up outside of him, you know, he, he were, they were an handful, yeah. weren't they, that time? I don't want to go back a bit, but, mm-hmm. you know, similar sort of setup. Tosh mm-hmm. and Keegan, you yeah. know, all that sort of stuff. 
somebody really I've enjoyed watching when he's had uh, had a start and I've actually seen him over 90 minutes is uh, young Adam Hamill mm. yeah. um, he looked every inch um, you know a product of a, a premiership side and, and yeah. of course he came from <clears throat> Liverpool yeah. and came in um, very confidently saying that he was used to fighting for a red cause he's, uh, he's certainly done that at the end because he's yeah. kept Scored kept us up goal, hasn't he? Hasn't he? just yeah. been watching it up, yeah. upstairs yeah um, do you think it's realistic that a club like Barnsley can attract somebody like Hamill who no doubt will have aspirations to probably play under 21 level for England mm. I think he probably would have done if we were at top half at table you know and yeah. looking somewhere near you know a, a playoff place so it's it's a little, fighting little, for a relegation you're not going to yeah. get him in are you it's, it's, it's what do you want do you want Liverpool reserves or do you want to you know just play proper first team football until you're actually good enough to break into the Liverpool squad uh, mm. you know so he'll not want to play in the reserves I'm sure he'd, he'd go somewhere and he might even be back here on, on a Mm. on a three month loan or something like that mm-hmm. he's worth it yeah. yeah you never know because he has been to other clubs hasn't he on loan I think so yeah so, um, <coughs> I think I think the lad probably needs something in, more you know, settled I think if he's going to go back out anywhere and, and that he thinks he's within a fighting chance of, of winning a place at Liverpool or any premiership club mm. I think in, you know a good season better down at championship level would be a marvellous thing for Amal in my opinion I just hope that's that's probably Barnsley yeah. too yeah. um, Tamorian's Probably a slightly different uh, kettle official is, is, is an Iran international. Um, being at Bolton Wanderers, um, also being at Fulham, and, and, and possibly could be on his, his way out of Fulham as well. Um, but obviously, the, the, maybe the likes of you know the Wolves, the Birmingham's of the world that are getting promoted, that will be looking to get himself established. Again, more as an established player, something that's now playing, probably the form he's going to have of his career. Uh, first of all, did he do a job for Barnsley? And I suppose second of all, is he the kind of player that you'd want to see back in? Or is he the player that you'd want to see back in? Well, I saw him. I thought he was quite good. Uh, again, he, you know, a difficult position as the players around him out of form. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just couldn't show his true potential. I would think in a, in a, in a good, good team, if we can recruit some more players, I think he'd be, be a star player for Barnsley. Right. I think he's a good player. Yeah. I'd, I'd be happy if you know, he, he came back. Yeah. Is that also a slight admission there that Davies done a decent job? Well, one of us. He's not going to get no grace off maybe tonight. carried away. Yes. <laughs> well, I just uh, to sort of bring you into sort of view of, uh, of other things that are happening outside of the podcast. Lots of people are getting in touch with us at the minute. Um, I mentioned the fact that you can contact on the Ponty End on Twitter, and we get quite a lot of people sending us in quite short messages on there. Um, I think our biggest fan, um, and I'm going to give the first mention, is to Mags again. Mags is in touch with us via Twitter, you know, several times, and just wanted to point out that probably leading up to the game, Mags was uh, was the person that probably was the most nervous fan I've heard so far, <laughs> <laughs> um, and even admitted that when the final result came in, she did have a, a slight cry. I think the pressure had, <laughs> had built that much. So uh, God bless you, Mags. Thanks for keeping in touch with us. Um, also along the way, we've uh, we've had other people sort of contacting us, including. Uh, a Wednesday night, DJ One. If you're out there, AKA James, I know that you only turn up at all quarter to watch the Reds. Admit <laughs> it. Um, thanks very much for your for your good wishes in, in terms of the fact that you were delighted that Barnsley had stayed up. So even though you're a Wednesday night, at least you've got good taste. Um, <laughs> at the same time, we had a fantastic messaging from the post this week from uh, Ian Primrose, 
Um, it's probably the um, the probably the biggest message we've had so far from anybody. anybody. Um, Ian's um, out there in uh, County Meath in Ireland, which is about one hour north of uh, Dublin. Um, and it's, it's probably the first fan that's been in contact with us that's not from the area and probably isn't in a position to come and visit us frequently. Um, I think the first thing I had to ask him was, uh, you know, how did he get involved supporting Barnsley in the first place? Because uh, by my reckoning, most of the, the Irish fans that I know tend to be into the Premier League clubs. And uh, quite a fascinating story in actual fact that uh, I think Kean um, was introduced to Barnsley in the early 90s, um, just slightly after the Italian World Cup, where... Uh, his dad had brought him to meet Mick McCarthy and I think he'd found out, you know, Mick had played for, done a little bit of investigative work and found out that apart from this football club Millwall that Mick had been at, he played for this uh, other football team, Barnsley. I think that inspired um, the young Ian to go and investigate a little bit further as to, to who this club Barnsley was. And I think, uh, I think that's where it all started for him. Uh, absolutely fascinating story in that I think the last game he'd been to were the FA Cup semi-final last year. Um, Paul Bugger had four wisdom teeth out and so was beaten by Cardiff. You know, quite a painful experience, I can imagine, yeah. Ian. Um, it's better than the other way around, isn't it? Watching his lows and then get four teeth knocked out. I'll tell you a bit more about his, his letter in just a second, but, you know, on your travels, you know, have you have you discovered other fans in any of the four corners of the world? Well, I've got friends in Greece who, um, who regularly now look out um, throughout, the, throughout the winter for... Uh, for Barnsley's results, and I usually get a text uh, uh, either one way or the other, jokingly that uh, oh dear, you've lost again, you know, and <laughs> never mind, and all this. But yeah, they've they've all got I've sent me pictures of they've got the Barnsley scarves around them and everything, and it's 90 degrees, 100 degrees, and it's blooming raining over here again now. So, but yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, the best thing that that ever happened to me, the proudest thing that ever happened to me, was well, uh, the season we uh, went into the Premiership. And uh, I pulled that uh, away strip on. That was it, green and white, green and cream, or something. The older one. And, and I was the, most, the proudest person walking walking <laughs> through the streets of Greece with that, and people pointing, look, Barnsley, Barnsley, you know. Yeah. That was brilliant. That. Yeah, finally being recognised as a as yeah. a major force in English yeah. football. My chest never stuck out as far. <laughs> my belly has, but not my chest. <laughs> you get plenty of people coming in shop, Paul, don't you? So, I mean, you know, customers obviously will see the fact that you're a, you're a strong Barnsley fan. There's, you know, there's pictures all over the walls and everything. Do, you know, what do your customers say? There's, because a, lot, there's a lot of customers who've got family. Yeah. They've either moved away from Barnsley and that, so they're, they're always getting messages in. Uh-huh. And there's, there's one fellow who was telling me that uh, this fellow flies from uh, Germany. All right. For every home game. You know, which is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know. There's some people don't come from Goodworth, is there? Goodworth. Goodworth, sir. I'm on radio, I'm going to be posh. He also talks about sort of having high hopes at the start of the season. Um, he says he thought that uh, the players that he brought in would, be, um, would would add to what we'd already got, you know, the players that gelled, you know, together quite successfully. Um but he feels there's been no improvement in, in a way form and that we seem to be using the same fell tactics. I just, I just thought, bloody hell, this guy's over there in Ireland, probably not watching what we're watching, but, but clearly this is coming across to, to supporters who don't always necessarily make it to games that our, our tactics seem a little bit flat um, and probably doubts that there's a bit of a them and us mentality between the players and the management. 
I think we'd probably get a lot of it. I mean, over in Ireland, you probably uh, can read read the reports in the um, on, on the interweb. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, you might as well be there as read the, the reports. They know what's going off now. They don't have to actually sit at the match or stand at the match and, and make their opinion. You know, so yeah, don't surprise me at all. I think a lot of things that, that we've been talking about, particularly today, uh, is there in, in Ian's letter. But I must bring out this particular area, which, which I thought was uh, just a fantastic piece of vision from just one Barnsley fan looking at the situation coming into this season, having had such a successful cup run, surviving in the championship, and really having you know the media around us left, right and centre. And, and, and that just relates to the fact that it feels that we don't do an awful lot to promote the Barnsley brand. We talked about supporters overseas and our reputation and, and obviously you spoke about being as proud as Punch walking down the street in a Burnsley shirt Mick but did we make enough out of it last season well Ian makes the point here that when it came to pre-season um, you know he termed it we could have built this as a, as a whole series of games against better quality sides he says we could have built it as the Giant, ki- giant Killers series or something yeah. um, and then we could have got some of those mid-table premiership clubs that don't go on pre-season tours um, and generated much more publicity for the club um, I've got to say, I thought that was uh, an outstanding idea. You know, why don't we take these marketing opportunities on as, as a football club? I mean, surely Barnsley has its reputation already as being quite a hard area and, and, and probably has quite a lot of sort of negative press written about it. When something positive happens like that, did we do enough last season, lads? I think about that cup run. The, the only problem with it was just, just after we were in a relegation fight again. So you've got to kick that into touch. Mm-hmm. And carry on, and hopefully get some more points and stay in the division. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, I, I think that's true. That uh, pre-season friendlies after that, beginning of this season, we should be, we should be getting better quality games in. Pre-season yeah, we always seem to be playing Halifax away or yeah. Hartlepool's or Worksop, Worksop Town, and Second Eleven, mm. and yeah. teams yeah. like that. Yeah, hardly good preparation, I would have thought for for the the second best uh, league. For me, well, for everybody now, in, in, in the world, probably. Mm. The, the There's a lot of arguments to be said about that, yeah. yeah probably you know, it's I mean, Serie 2 and, and, and yeah. the, the, the French, I mean, if you, if you look at the, the crowds that they're getting in the French League, the German second divisions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Serie B, all that, uh, uh, the, the teams are poor. We've got the best, I mean, there's big talk now about, about a, 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 a premiership tool, which, which says everything for me. Because the quality in in the championship now is as good as probably the quality in the in the the old first division we'll say 20 25 years ago yeah yeah okay well let's think about probably other things that I mean I know that the club used to have a social club when I first went down there as a nipper in 70s there were always a social club down at, at Barnsley yeah. I used to love it mm-hmm. what is such a great thing Mick I mean what, what were great about having a social club on the site it was, it was fabulous you used to look forward to going and, and you knew you were going to meet your, your regular friends in there they were having a game of snooker there were pool tables there were a back room where they were watching mm. racing there were uh, quiz games uh, machines had just started to come out and, and the camaraderie were brilliant they even used to let away fans in right as yeah. long as they behaved themselves you know <laughs> away fans used to be allowed in <laughs> and the banter were great and it was nice 
to be able to go and get a pint instead of having to having to go down to Mount Osborne, which is a great pub, mm-hmm. or the snooker club, or you know, but it's yeah. fair walk. Then you're having to mm-hmm. you're having to rush then, and you've got a, a belly full of beer, and you're thinking, I'll have to get, in this, <laughs> I'll have to get behind this bush here. I can't wait till I get to work well. January Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I have heard that, that there is there is room under the under the um, Pontefract Road end to to hold, um, you know, said bar. But where is it? Why can't we have one? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in agreement. Yeah. I mean, one of, one of the pleasures of going to some away grounds sometimes is that, you know, you arrive there... They get there, get in ground, yeah, and have a pint and then natter and stuff and see people that's sampled and have, a, you know, another natter and <laughs> another pint and, and watch game, you know, and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah absolutely, and I think it's... Yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's being treated like a, a proper fan mm-hmm. where, you know, you're actually being included in the club that, you know, at the end of the day, you're not being invited as someone that's been drinking to a football match but you're actually just somebody being part of the club enjoying it as an occasion and I think yeah. if you go over to the East Stand you can have a pint I think away supporters can have a pint uh, if you go into the Ponzi end or whatever it is that they're now calling it you can't get a beer yeah, and you told me that last week I couldn't believe that no, that, that is a fact and yeah. I just wondered whether or not we could improve some existing facilities to make it more inclusive for the current fans um, I mean, another thing that, that probably I wanted to look at was, was things such as uh, season ticket price and attendances mm. now I, for one, thought it was a great scheme last season by allowing all season ticket holders to, to get a, a further free season ticket, you yeah. know, for the kids. Yeah. thought it was a marvellous idea. You're generating, you know, your, your fans of the future yeah. and you're hopefully increasing attendances by doing that. But, you know, maybe it falls short slightly in the fact that if you're a fan that can't make every match... Mm. Were there any incentives provided there? New season ticket prices have just come out. I think, first of all, guys, before we review what we'd probably do, I mean, can I ask you a question? Will you be renewing yours, Paul? Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. If it had been relegated, I'd have, I'd have got another one. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know what I'd do on a Saturday afternoon if I need to Well, yeah. I'd probably have to buy a shed, you know, yeah. which I don't want to do. Yeah. I mean, I know from from a work perspective, mate. You know, it's 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 not practical that you know you've been in a position where you could say I'll guarantee to be every game and therefore make yeah. it make it worth it. Well, so maybe it's good that maybe we've got one person here that's got a season ticket. Maybe someday that hasn't. They've just announced new prices for for some tickets, and I think in most areas the cost of a season ticket have gone down by twenty quid. Which is good. Yeah. You know, it's not gone up. So I mean, I, I think that's got to be applauded. But our average attendances for a championship club are, are absolutely atrocious. Um, you know, when you've got the likes of Huddersfield Town drawing probably three or four thousand more people in, mm. okay, it's a good ground. You know, it's an historical club, but let's face it, they're playing in League One, and they're not even actually on a promotion rush at the moment. Huddersfield Town, they're getting more in. What can be done by Barnsley Football Club to increase these attendances? Start playing good football, get get above halfway in the league, and they'll come back. Simple as that. But whatever, whatever they're in bottom six, and you're thinking, oh no, not again. It's, it's they're not going to come back. But you get them. We're in shouting distance, even if they don't get into playoffs. Mm-hmm. But if, if they can, if it's possible, if they win the next three games and Crystal Palace lose to, they will go. Mm-hmm. They will go. They will, and then we'll, we'll average 13, 14,000 again. But uh-huh. whatever, whatever we're in the bottom six, they're not going to mm-hmm. go. Just your die-hard supporters. Yeah. Where do you kick-start a season then in terms of getting, making sure that people come out in numbers in the first week or two? If it is the case that we get a new manager in, and let's say we blood you know, yeah. the, the squad with some new transfer, you know, new transfers in and, and, and probably you know, whatever else we do to change things around, how do you get these people in those first few weeks to actually show them there's been a change at Barnsley Football Club? Expectation, didn't it? Yeah. You know, show them that you're going for something. You know, put both out and... 
and win some know, games. Yeah, and win like some we games. Did when we went, when we actually got yeah, that's promoted, we, we, we win the, the first games, five, didn't we? Yeah, top of the league, yeah. and we never looked back. Mm -hmm. Never looked back then. Yeah. Well, in terms of, um, I suppose, other things on the on the playing side of uh, of it all. Um, Probably quite an obscure question, but I, I, I thought about this the other day and I can't remember probably a season that's gone by so far where we've consistently stuck to something like the away strip or, or even, you know, the kit's changed so much over the last 20 years, probably because of the, the technology behind the kit and stuff like that. First question is, guys, you know, is there such a thing as a classic Barnsley home strip? Um, well, it's not that one that adds stars and stripes, stars and stripes. Yeah. The show's carpets yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Some good players underneath it, but you know. All I want every season now is a nice, <coughs> bright red shirt. You know, not a dull one. If it's a bright yeah. red shirt, I'm happy. You know, that, yeah. that, that nice me. white collar because I can't yeah. stand uh, having yeah. these crew necks. I like to have a nice collar on. So. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm spending Best forty pound, I, want, I don't want. Yeah, me. yeah. Not a nice collar. Not like being mithered. That's yeah. an old Barnsley word. <laughs> <laughs> mithered. <laughs> Is there such a thing as a, a standard away colour for Barnsley? I mean, I seem to remember in seventies, you know, be white shirts, black shorts. Was that the Funny case? Enough, that's, that's always been my favourite. That you know, because then you know, yeah, I like that. There's yeah. an away strip, you know, but uh, you know, Brazilian things and things like that. And nice as a novelty, but no when, white, white, white and black. There's not you don't come up with many teams with that colour, so you don't really need a third strip. But uh, mm. yeah, that's a good good. I'll just pause one thing. I just wonder whether this is the sort of thing that might, you know, in, in, inspire more fans into the club just purely because we're wearing a particular type of strip. But um, would anyone know, for example, what the first colour was that Barnsley wore as Barnsley St Peter's? Bit of a general knowledge one there for you. I think it was blue, wasn't it? Was it blue? I don't know. Um, I thought it was something like uh, a stripe thing. Um, Red and white stripe? No, I think it was uh, yellow and purple, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Write in with the answer and win mixed pub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please. No, apparently not. I googled it as most people would do, and apparently mm. were um, it were maroon with, with navy blue, which sounds to me a bit like uh, Barcelona's colours. Mm. Now, would you oh, would you be happy with yeah. sort of a, a Barcelona esque away strip for this season? Might look good, that yeah. But they've probably already got it made and, and done. Mm. But yeah, that that sounds good <laughs> to me. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, I can't promise you a mixed pub, by the way, but if anyone <laughs> wants to write in, you know, with their ideas in terms of, uh, you know, what would be, in your opinion, you know, the, the ideal club colours for next season that, that really is going to get sort of fans behind behind the club and the spirit of what we're trying to do, write into us at, at podcast at onthepontien.com and also get in touch with us at Twitter, again, on the Ponty end. Um, just finally... Um, Talking about um, people that have been been getting in touch with us recently, I, I just want to give a further shout out to, to probably a few other people, maybe just on the periphery. Um, Wath Tyke, aka Jackie. Um, I think um, we've mirrored a lot of the things that you've been saying to us, which is it's it's time to get Mr. Davy out of the club. Um, that also um, you'd be looking to to re-sign Mifsud um, and also Adam Hamill in the close season. Um, We've also had a lot of comments um, as well on the blog. In particular, um, this week we've had a, a comment from, from Dean. Dean, you didn't leave your surname or where you were actually uh, coming from. You just actually left a note saying, I'm over the moon, we're staying up. Um, but it's bittersweet that we've had to rely on other teams failure to keep us there. Come on, Barnsley, you're better than this. It's another year with my heart in my mouth over being relegated. Just for once, once <laughs> can't we finish mid-table? Um, 
As far as other fans are concerned, I think it's it's relief all round, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, we live to fight another season. <laughs> and it's going to be hard as well next mm. season. There's going to be some good clubs. Teams down. coming up. Good good clubs coming up. Who do you think is coming, coming down? down? I think, like Alan Shearer said uh, today on, on TV, that whoever loses the Newcastle Middlesbrough game, yeah, he thinks will be relegated. So I'll say the same as him. <laughs> Paul, would you I differ agree, from I, that? I agree with Alan Shearer. You, <laughs> you agree with Alan Shearer? Oh, might. Uh, there's another guy that might want a job next season, you see. So you never know. You listening to this, Alan? <laughs> you can have me pub. <laughs> Look, in the meantime, lads, it's, it, it's been an incredible running. Um, it's, it, it's been mixed feelings throughout, I suppose, when we've been speaking over the last two or three weeks. To finally be here knowing that the Reds are in the Championship next season is exactly as we started. It's an absolute relief as far as I'm concerned. Um, hopefully over the next few weeks um, there'll be other news coming out of the club. Hopefully we'll start making some activity transfer-wise. Maybe things will come to fruition in terms of um, Mr Crine and Mr Davies sitting down and having a, a practical discussion about next year. In the meantime, um, I'd like to also thank Ian for writing in from Ireland. Um, I'd like to think that we could probably bring Ian into the programme somehow, so uh, I'll be in touch, Ian, if you're listening. Look, in the meantime, guys, thanks ever so much once again for all your time this evening and, and thanks for your opinions um, it's extremely funny at times and at least <laughs> we can actually leave this time with a, with a massive smile on his face because uh, Barnsley are in the championship next season come on you Red come on <laughs> so there you have it that's uh, the end of this particular edition and uh, fortunately for for all of us concerned that's the end of uh, a satisfactory season. The Reds are going to be playing in the Championship again. As we've already said, this is all about the fans. This is all about the Barnsley fans. If you want to join in the Super Reds debate, then this is the place to do it. It's not our podcast. This is exactly for you. As always, you can contact us on podcast at onthepontien.com. Find us on Twitter. Again, look around there. Look for onthepontien.com. Or alternatively, come to the blog. Um, if you've not heard it already, that's on thepontien.com. And don't forget, you'll also find us on iTunes. Um, again, just search for Barnsley, Barnsley Football Club on the Pontien. Something should easily come up where you could actually subscribe to the podcast. Go and tell your mates about it. Go and tell your mum, go tell your dad, go tell your brother. Um, at the same time, I think as Ian's demonstrated in this week's edition, uh, as one fan out in Ireland uh, has, has probably said in so many words, this could probably create an entire edition about the podcast purely about your views. If you've got loads to say about the Reds, please, please, please get in touch. We'll see what we can arrange about getting your voice live on the podcast. In the meantime, until we speak again, this is Will Kane. Thanks for coming to OnThePontiEnd.com, the podcast. This is OnThePontiEnd.com, the podcast. Thank you.